0: You are in Chesterwick. It is 8.48 a.m. on Middust, the 18th of Morningstar. In the eyes of the Law of Daggerfall, you are undependable. You are healthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Grief Podcast, an eclectic walking tour of The Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall. It is about the journey and not the destination, and we are your humble hosts and guides. I am Daisy. And I am Jude. I'm playing a little fast and loose today, if you can't tell. You really are. But no, this is uh, this is the first episode in which we have with us a special guest in the form of fellow Twitch moderator, uh, Dr. Disco, a.k.a. Kel. Hello. Hello howdy um, all right <laughs> kel is one of the first people that uh came to mind when it came for interviews because much like us we're uh, internet nobodies who have niche interests and can talk about them for days <laughs> in lieu of our typical episode format where we do um both of us talking about one specific thing that we've fixated on for the week um, Kel is just going to talk about his one thing. And if we have a little time left over, we have a thing to fill the space. But if not, and if you can fill the space with the whole episode, that works out too. So, yeah. Kel, would you mind telling us what you're going to talk about yes. today?
1: So, um, I am very obsessed with fungi and lichen. and If you can move a, move a little close to the mic then. And mycology in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about Some fungi from the Elder Scrolls series and Mm -hmm. their closest real-world counterparts.
0: Mm -hmm. So, fun facts. Fun facts about both the fake and the real mushrooms.
1: Yeah, although (laughs) I will say there is not a whole lot of information about the ones in the games. It's
0: true. Beyond which ones make you kind of
1: there.
2: (laughs) <laughs> the episode ti- sorry the episode title should be and i'm saying this so that i remember to title it. this is um fun facts about fun guy with a with a fun guy
0: yeah <laughs> love it lovely it. Yeah. lovely it's great <laughs> oh we what we have oh also um what are we are we drinking anything what are we drinking jude <laughs> uh
2: God, see, and I am playing fast and loose in the sense that I thought we were going to be recording three hours after, um, so I don't actually have anything to drink right now. Yeah, um, uh, I
1: have nothing. Yeah, also. I have. I'm store brand Dr Pepper. Yes,
0: we have we have Food Lion's Dr Perky. Dr Perky. Dr
2: Perky. Yep, I love that. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Um. I'll drink cause... some water at some point.
0: Yes, I might steal some of his Dr. Perky. Okay. <laughs> but no, we are currently in the process of getting to... Oh, right, it's in the letter. There's a, there's a, it's, oh, it's like Knight's Tower Hill, I think, or something like that. And we are like heading there before we, f- we hand in our quest. Oh, okay, right, okay. Knight's Tower Hill, yes. Which is last
2: now. time... I don't know. Cal, have you been keeping up with the... What, whatever this this is. <laughs> have you been watching this or listening yeah. to the... Yeah. Um, so you know about our, our rich lore and canon history. Oh,
0: yeah. Which is just, we like to walk.
2: Yeah, there'll be a quiz later. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> I would fail the quiz. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and it, uh, so, uh, now that we've got all the business underway and we are leaving the town of Chesterwick, um, so how many fungus have you prepared for for this for this segment, so
1: I have five. But Ooh. honestly, like if we need more, I can. I saved a whole bunch of them. <laughs> uh, so five at the very least. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: You're like uh, infinitely more prepared than I think either of us ever have been.
0: It's true. Like, there have been mornings where I wake up and go, we're gonna do this, and I open up the Wikipedia page, and I basically just read it, and I think it shows.
2: (laughs) You know, it's a, there's a learning curve to this. We're learning. I'm
1: gonna be a special guest on the podcast. You know, I want to do a good job. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, but, uh, well, it's self yeah. show, so you can do whatever. Well, uh, yeah, well,
0: that's true, yeah. No one's gonna, no one's gonna yell at us. Uh, no one's gonna yell at you either, though. You're doing great. <laughs> yes. um, okay, so, what is, uh, what's our first, what's
1: our first fun guy of the day? So, the first one is also the one that has the most canon information that I could find, is, uh, the Emetic Russila. Gee, I wonder what that one does when you eat it. <laughs> um,
0: we, are, we aren't all tuned in to, the myco- to mycology. What does happen when you eat it? and that What means it oh. makes you barf? Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to enough... Uh, what's, uh, Sawbones? Of the,
1: uh, of the Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the, Mac- the McElroy Medical Show. Based on mm-hmm. what little canon information there is available, this mushroom is incredibly toxic and is used to craft poisons. Its effects on use in a poison are rampaging the victim's HP... Their MP, their stamina, and sometimes causing paralysis. Lovely. So it hurts all of all of you, all three of your being of your stats, and also your ability to move. Yep. And it is also apparently an item in a fetch quest. Okay. Which and I have not found a lot of. Other do you know? Ones. Do you know which game that the fetch quest is in?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Because I think they all have fetch quests. <laughs> um. But no. So. But also, I. Uh, untrue to real life. I don't think it makes you barf. I think it just makes your health go down. Yep, and also everything else.
2: So there's no vomiting in the Elder Scrolls. Um, no, not so
0: much in gameplay mechanics. No, you can get sick, but the sick just means your numbers go down.
2: Well, that really takes me out of the fantasy. And Truly, I will be. I will be sending a strongly worded letter to Todrick to, Howard
0: to, to, to Mr. Tod. To- <laughs> <Andre laughs> Todd, Bethany, Esda, Howard. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. a centaur on our tail. And a bear. Oh my break. god. Hang on, let me go ahead and save real quick.
2: Fighting <laughs> <laughs> yes. that bear. Fighting that centaur. A centaur. Um, so then what would be the real world counterpart to... Uh, the... Rusty
1: Little Etica. wow, they were so creative. In just, naming the just did. They literally ones. just change the, the the family and the like like the, the two names around. Yep. Okay, and okay. The, uh, one of the colloquial names for it is the sickener. Again, gee, I wonder what this one does when he eat it. The sickener. Goodness. Why did they change them around? Are they worried they were going to get copyright stricken? Or like no, probably just to make it <laughs> by the by the mushrooms? Completely ripped from real life. I guess. Does it sure. look similar? Yeah, it it's looks like, exactly like it. Okay, <laughs> <make it> fantasy flavored. <laughs> Love- lovely they
0: just they just they just mucked it around
1: (laughs) all right lovely yeah it is a generally toxic to humans uh, mushroom although plenty of animals can eat it without suffering any ill effects Mm. Uh, the toxicity can also be negated by parboiling or pickling it although it is still generally not recommended to be consumed right because even if you could consume it safely it probably isn't tasty yes and also we have not even fully identified what chemicals in it make people sick ah yes
2: so Um. it's not even a like okay That's spooky and fun. Well,
1: there are a lot of things about fungi that we literally just don't know. They weren't even really taken seriously in the scientific field until the 80s.
0: Yeah, the science guys are very serious guys. They're not fun guys.
2: (laughs) Okay. All
0: right, you you can just stop the podcast now, everybody. Like, this is all it's going to (laughs) be. Fungi jokes for the next hour.
2: (coughs) Question, though. uh, Why weren't fungi taken seriously? Like, was it kind of the... Was it the mentality around, like, psychedelics? Like, was that the main no. reason? or Why? It's
1: literally just people don't care as much about science as popular culture wants to lead you to believe.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So th- there's not enough people who are interested
0: enough to do th- to get the education and get yeah, into the field. Yeah, and it
1: wasn't considered valuable for things that can make people money, so.
0: That's why. But now it is.
1: So yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: We're running out of things that definitely make money, so now we're looking into the questionable ones.
2: The mushrooms.
1: Yes. Yeah, but also, you know, uh, people like Paul Stamets uh, and several other prominent mycologists have sort of brought it to the forefront of popular culture, so Mm -hmm. which helps get it more funding. All right. Because honestly, the biggest problem with scientific advancement is lack of funding. Because. You have to convince people that it's a worthy thing to invest money in. People are like, "What? they're just little dudes that grow on the ground when it rains. We don't care. They're probably yucky.
2: (laughs) Mushrooms, if you're listening, I love your work.
1: Yes. Yes. We're all big fans of mushrooms, especially the pretty ones. Yeah. So uh, the sickener Mm -hmm. is, you know, your standard mushroom shape with a cap and a stem. Mm -hmm. The stem is white. The gills are white and attached and the top is red without the white spots. That's a different kind of poisonous mushroom. Okay. So it's nice. so it's just red, no spots. I, yep. And that's the case, and it, it looks exactly the same in Elder Scrolls. Yep. Right. And it's actually got kind of like a dip in the middle. Yeah. So it's not quite like the umbrella shape. It's like sort of an, a gotcha. vaguely inside-out umbrella, but not quite gotcha, fully gotcha. inside.
2: And where, where do they grow? Like, are they... Uh, they're they pretty common
1: everywhere, to? but
2: uh, one sec. Because I'm, I'm part of, so I'm part of a mycology um, Facebook group. Um, oh, nice. That's like, but I haven't, I haven't like had an opportunity to go out and go foraging and stuff because yeah. COVID makes me not want to leave the apartment. And also now it's winter and winter lasts like nine months out of the year. Um, But occasionally I see like memes and things posted there about, like, how to identify the, the mushrooms that are good to eat in, in Manitoba. Um, so I'm just, I'm always kind of curious about, like, you know, what is, what is the actual risk of running into something super poisonous and, and deadly?
1: Oh, yeah, but, um, most mushrooms, uh, that are toxic are not fatally toxic. You usually have to eat a large quantity of them to die. And none of them are toxic just from touching them. You have to actually consume it.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: And usually for foraging, uh, you know, when you look at guides and things like that, they tell you to just straight up avoid ones that have a lot of poisonous lookalikes because it's really not worth it. Yeah. So unless you actually know for sure, you know, like you have a microscope or you can do spore prints and you like know a mycologist and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty that don't have any lookalikes.
2: Okay,
1: Mm -hmm. but uh, so did you find the range for the? Yes, the range is throughout North Africa, Asia, and Europe. Ah, Okay, there is some doubt over the extent of its range in North America, but uh, it does grow on the west coast of the U.S. Okay,
0: so yeah, I imagine that the uh, the climate limitations of Winnipeg would severely limit the, the the like the more popular wetland fun guy from showing up yeah i'll have to look that up after the the episode honestly (laughs) oh yeah that's true okay all right so that was one that's one down we got four Mm -hmm. we got at least four more of these bad boys to go so
2: (laughs) yeah let's go keep her keep her rolling
1: i thought they were fun boys
0: yeah you can be both (laughs) (laughs) fun guys fun fun and bad some of them are are actually bad. They will, like that last one. He's gonna he's gonna hurt you.
2: He's gonna, <laughs> but that's not his fault. It's so that he doesn't die from being eaten or picked. But,
0: but only by, but specifically by us. And there are some animals that can eat them. So you know, I feel like they're well, my favorites. If being you selected, could select it out, <laughs> if
2: you could choose who who was gonna eat you or who was gonna kill you, would you not want to have that choice? It's like you know that your death is an inevitability, but like you can set it up so that only like only a peregrine falcon can dispatch of me do you, everyone
0: do you, else do you think that a mushroom has like cognizance of life and death
2: <laughs> we, we don't the know thing is we don't know you know that is true that is true they com- we do- know that they <laughs> communicate with each other and they have like mm-hmm. really interesting and weird like modes of i don't know like reproducing and like all the genders and dude it's gonna be so so messed up if we actually find that 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 like mushrooms are
0: intelligent and have thoughts yeah that'd be that'd be pretty rough we'll cross that bridge when we get to it all
2: right cool (laughs) (laughs) when we die in the mushroom wars (laughs) anyways continue (laughs)
1: okay so the second one is my favorite off of this list in the elder scrolls it's referred to as the green stain cup not much information is available about them in the game again apart from their effects when used as an alchemical ingredient And they don't reflect any of their real-life properties, so I didn't really (laughs) even bother to write them down.
0: Okay, that's next.
1: And it is based off of the Green Elf Cup. I don't know how to pronounce the Latin name, but I'm going to try my fucking best. All right. Chlorosiboria... uh,
0: Chlorosiboria... Aruganescans.
1: I see. There
0: we go. Thank you for the help. (laughs) I'm sure that was I'm sure that was perfect.
2: Latin scholars don't add us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somehow I don't feel like this is like the premier podcast for Latin
1: scholars,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it could be.
1: Okay, so what is green elf cap? You called it elf cup. Elf cup. Okay. It's a very small, vibrantly teal-colored fungus that grows on and feeds off of dead and dying wood. Hmm. Okay. And they're usually uh, no bigger than a centimeter in diameter and they grow in like little clusters and like I cannot express to you how vividly teal these things are like you think you've seen brightly colored mushrooms <laughs> no, you haven't. you've seen wow yeah you're right I did think I thought that <laughs> these guys look like my hair after it's been freshly dyed <laughs>
0: okay um, oh yeah, these are the photos that you sent to me earlier. Yes, yeah. They? yeah, they're they're they legit look like
1: crayon pieces.
2: Oh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Well, send yeah, that's a actually send a, wood me a picture. That's
1: been, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, they contain a pigment compound called a xylindine, which is carried through the mycelium, which is basically like mushroom roots, um, into the wood of the host tree or log or whatever and stains it the same vibrant blue-green color as their caps cool and this wood, referred to as green oak, has been used uh, to create woodwork and other forms of wood-based art since the 15th century
2: so you can make paints and stuff out of it?
1: Uh, no, well I mean probably, but it's like they literally used the wood that was oh. dyed by it, like and carved Neat. that wood to make things that's sick there's a couple of, like, art pieces in European museums that, uh, make use of it.
2: Okay. Why? Is it, why is it your favorite?
1: Uh, because I think it's really, really cool that it, like, when it grows in wood, it just turns it blue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just, like, how brightly colored it is without it being, like, a deliberate human being dyeing the wood this color thing. Mm-hmm. For those who are wondering why I just exclaimed
0: loudly, it is because uh, the cops are after me because I did some pickpocketing. Oh no! <laughs> I took all of two gold pieces, and they're like, "Halt!" <laughs> yeah, running after me. But no, oh, we're no. fine. The more pick- people like pickpocket successfully, the closer I get to uh, joining the thieves' guild, which <laughs> will be help- helpful. So
1: but no, sure. it's cool. It's a cool that they actually used it for a, like a die and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and Xylandine was not actually like identified. As the reason why there was like green wood and stuff, until the sixties, and then it was later confirmed by X-ray crystallography, which is a whole other cool thing that X- I can go into. But I X-ray
0: crystallography—that's like that's like you get that on your you get that on your uh, your degree, and it's like haha hey now no 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 one knows what I do, but it, everyone knows that it is very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And do you know which games the Elder Scrolls variant is in? Because I I'm guessing at least Oblivion, because it sounds familiar. I, think, I feel like I may have encountered this thing in Oblivion.
1: Yes, it is in Oblivion.
0: Okay, cool.
1: And the harvested ingredient is string, uh, green stained cup cap.
0: Hmm? Hmm.
1: Would that make sense if it
0: doesn't have a cap? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> so but all could, uh-huh. of the harvested mushroom items are just... Caps. Name of mushroom, cap. Even, even shelf mushrooms. One of mushrooms. them is a spore. Okay, lovely. <laughs> That's actually one of the other ones I have on here. All right, neat. Which So let's go to number three and also they only grow in wood but oh. in the game you can find them on rocks and stuff yes yeah they I also know. only grow like just one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're really big but in real life they're teeny tiny and grow in clusters okay yeah the next so one i have friends is the spore one <laughs> the mm-hmm. uh elder scrolls one is called the hydenum azure Ooh. and it is a bluish purple shelf mushroom which, again, can grow on any vertical surface in the game, unlike in real life. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and it's found in the Shivering Isles. Ah,
0: the Shivering Isles is the DLC that takes place in, uh, for Oblivion. That takes place in a plane of Oblivion, which is basically like hell, kind of. It's just sort of like an spirit, otherworldly spiritual place uh, called the Shivering Isles. and That's the realm of the Daedric Prince of Madness, Shea so everything's a little
2: crazy there. Mm, everything's a little, uh, a little wild and wacky.
1: Home of many weird mushrooms. <laughs> yeah.
2: Incredible. A lot of them were the cool ones
1: from the Shivering Isles. Mm-hmm. And the harvested ingredient is the Hydenum Azure Giant Spore, which is also an item for a fetch quest for a mycologist NPC. Oh, lovely. I never played the Shivering Isles DLC, so I never encountered this fellow. And in uh, in the game, their spores are giant Purple and spiky, and in real life, their spores are microscopic. As spores tend to be mm-hmm. white and smooth. What are they called in real life? Uh, they are called violet-toothed polypore.
0: Ooh, that sounds pretty good. That yes. sounds so cool. Cool enough to have been kept in the game, but nope.
2: Violet-toothed po- polypore. 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 Poly-por. Sorry.
0: Nice. Now yeah, we both. T- now we're both on the edit as correcting you at the exact same time. <laughs>
2: Polyporket poly sure. (laughs) Anyways. Uh,
1: Polypores are actually called that because they have, um, their gill structure is usually uh, pores or pore-like instead of the traditional mushroom gills. And there's lots of them, so polypore. Okay.
2: So the gills are like on the, on the bottom side, like the...
1: Yeah, but they're like little perforated holes instead of big slits with flesh in between them.
2: That makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah, and these ones specifically are uh, tooth pores, which is a type of mushroom pore, and it's also how the violet tooth polypore gets its name. Okay, they kind of hang down a little bit and look shaggy, and they're like sort of like shaped like a sharp tooth. Oh, okay, lovely. And um, so that's the spike—that's the
0: air quote, spiky part. Then, <laughs> yep. As, instead of the big, big a big old spore that's, spik-
1: that's spiky. Mm-hmm. And this bracket fungus grows on dead or dying deciduous wood. The tops are soft and fuzzy, colored in stripes called zones of color, uh, usually in varying shades of white to light brown. And then the edge is very vibrant purple, which slowly fades to lavender over the course of the mushroom's lifetime. Cool. And the gills will also uh, become stained purple later on as they start dying. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And these are, and, and this is a shelf mushroom as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So shelf mushrooms are those things that grow like out of wood for the most part, they're kind of sideways. Whereas, um, like caps, or what you would call ones that are like just sort of like a regular traditional mushroom.
1: Yeah, sort of. There's <laughs> different kinds. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. right. So that was that's number three. The azure, the something
1: azure. Yeah, the hydnum azure, and then violet toothed polypore. That's what okay. That's that's what they're actually called. And they look similar enough. Yeah, in the um, in the game, they're a lot more purple, and it's sort of like an indigoy thing. And they're like they've got like a cracked surface that looks more like a dryad settle, but they do also have this sort of zoning mm-hmm. thing that the violet teeth polypore does. Okay,
0: I wonder how much mycology the like game, like the, the people at Bethesda know, like when they're
1: judging by all of the <laughs> fungi I've been looking at, not very much yeah
0: judging by the fact that they're like growing on rocks and stuff oh hey hang on we found a dungeon <gasps> like just yep. a random one dungeons aren't marked on your map unless it's for a quest so we found castle kingsley Fun. we're not going to, we're not going in there because we have no reason to um you don't want
2: in. you don't want that sick xp
0: no. <laughs> okay, no but now it's on our map so now we can use it as a as a as a waypoint kind of except for we're not going to do that because we're walking everywhere Right. So really, this is just a
2: break in the scenery. <laughs> well, since we have a break in the scene, we're we're almost half an hour in, That's and Kel has Kel has two mushrooms left. Mm-hmm. So well, is... I
0: thought thought of a fun little sort of like transitional thing we can do going into uh, our version of the money zone. Okay, we're gonna take a dirt nap.
2: Oh no! Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so we're gonna lay down and we're gonna hey, take a little nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here down night, night, night good night <laughs> cool
0: <laughs> okay so that was a nice nap we definitely actually didn't take because I don't need to take a nap right now um so it's more like a metaphorical nap. You ever have those naps where you just lie down you don't actually sleep, but you still definitely need to do that? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like a
2: spiritual nap. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, we have still have two mushies left to go.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. So, this one is the Imp Stool. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, their in-game description. This is also the one that is found in the most titles. Mm-hmm. Um, imp Stools are short and rounded, orange-capped, yellow, or golden-brown mushrooms. They grow in caves and outside in the shade of trees or rocks. They grow in groups of ten or more. They can also be found on the bodies of shroom beetles. Ooh! They are found in Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls Online, and Blades. Blades, yes. That's the um, that's their mobile game.
2: Ah. Wild. Mm-hmm.
0: So mostly I know them from Skyrim.
2: What's a shroom beetle?
1: Uh, it's a little monster dude. I actually have that too because I think they're cool i mm-hmm. almost
0: answered you but then i went nope that's no man's sky that i know that from there's something else <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so they're just little guys that mushrooms can grow on
1: large yeah. fungus encrusted insectoid creatures that can be found on the island of Vardenfell and in Markmire. various varieties exist and among them are what seems to be the most common type of shroom beetle the ruby shroom stalk. <laughs> a red shroom beetle and a popular house pet on the telrani coast
2: okay can have them as pets
1: Yes, apparent in the so that's a part. V- Vardenfell
0: is a part of Morrowind, and I think Merkmire is a part of the Black Marsh. I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, this says something about the Black Marsh, in
0: it. Okay, yeah, so that's where the dark elves and the Argonians are from.
2: I want a shroom beetle.
0: Me too. Well, you can play the Elder Scrolls online,
2: and you. Just no, to I want it. I want one in the real world.
0: Uh well, to, modern to technology. Hold, modern to technology hold and to... has that. You know, most animals that have mushrooms growing out of them are dead, right?
2: i'm aware <laughs> <And> cordyceps
0: fungus <laughs> yes except for the cordyceps then those are just dying <laughs> um okay so uh
1: so tell us about the the imp stool so a uh, cool thing drawing back to the shroom beetle thing is that these guys are most likely based on the honey fungus family which encompasses a large number of very very similar mushrooms that uh Some of them are poisonous. Some of them are not. They all look roughly the same, Mm. and can really only be told apart by minor differences or on the molecular level. Uh, They are a parasitic fungus for uh, conifer trees, so kind of like how they grow on the little beetle dudes. Mm
0: -hmm. Except, yeah, except for except for its trees and like like conifer specifically. Mm -hmm. Oh, what are they called in real life?
1: Uh, Honey mushrooms.
0: Oh, oh! So all of them are okay. okay it's just yeah. it's a it's a broad category,
1: uh-huh, and then there's just right, different right, right, scientific right. names for them. Follow, I follow. And my favorite <laughs> fun fact about this one is that uh, the Armillaria ostoyae mm-hmm. is the largest. Uh, there's a colony of them in the Malheur National Forest in Oregon, and it is the largest land-based organism on Earth.
2: That is really cool.
1: Largest land-based organism on
0: how big are we talking? Cause like, it's bigger than the biggest tree,
2: and like it bigger than a like whale. Almost the entire that's not a land-based organism, park.
0: you dingus. Hey, <laughs>
2: I am stupid. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, he's looking
1: it up. He's finding... covers more than three point four square miles of the forest.
2: Oh my god, dang! So that yep. would be bigger than a whale. Also, that would be bigger Daisy. than most whales. Yes. Yeah. So I was right. Anyways.
1: And also, I did say land-based. I'm sure it was... Thinking I
2: know! Listen! <laughs> hey, shush!
1: <laughs> we already established
2: and the whales aren't land-based.
1: This particular colony is also very big because it is thought to be between 1900 and 9600 years old. God. Because hmm. for our viewers at home that don't know a stupid amount of things about mushrooms, uh, the mushrooms that we see above ground are the fruiting bodies of fungus mycelium that are just constantly living underground and the only reason why we see them above ground is when they sense an opportunity to spread their spores because there is enough food and dampness for them to fruit at that moment so we're but they're just always there we (laughs) just only see them sometimes this is a mushrooms world we're just living in it for real though it really is
0: (laughs) um but yeah th- hang on. a single organism that's like 3 miles w- wide 3 sorry no 3 square miles so 3 miles uh east west and 3 miles north south no that's not how that works hang yeah, on that's that's how that works um it's still still a large
1: amount <laughs> yeah it's one single interrupted network of mycelium mm-hmm.
0: so is there a water based organism that's bigger? I don't know. Than, I, I mean, I guess they had to put that qualifier in there for a reason. Because we don't know what's in the ocean. That's clearly. true. That's yeah. true. So we, but also I noticed that the age range is 1900 and 9, Yeah. That feels like a pretty big range.
1: Yeah, because we just don't know. Uh, we just, we just don't so know. There's so many things we don't know about fungus.
2: It could but be this
0: like... old or it could be like literally five times this old. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. to say?
2: But they're like it's at least... Okay. At least this old, which at least at,
0: at least as old as, like if I, if it, even at the very youngest, it was in it was, it started when the Roman Empire was still a thing. Dang, dang,
2: and they did, and <laughs> they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to stop those Romans.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's kind of, it's kind of important. All right.
2: canceled for <laughs> allowing the Roman you know, Empire. The way to that you exist. describe.
0: Uh, the, uh... Oh, hang on, there's a Spriggan attacking me. Oh. Which is kind of, not quite a mushroom person. It's more like a tree person, but see, let's see how this goes. They might just insta-kill me. Nope, that was a pretty weak hit. Okay, we should be fine. I'm not hitting it very well, though. There we go.
2: Why it does, does it... bleed red. Yeah, it bleeds uh. blood color.
0: Hmm. Maybe its that. Maybe it's, it's sap is very bloody. There you go.
2: There is, like, sap that's red, though. And it's, uh... Yeah, yeah. That exists. It's spooky.
0: Spooky. I don't know that this place we're coming upon it is not a, it is not an inn. It is Old Morgara's Hovel, which is gonna be just like a hermit a place where a hermit lives.
2: Ah oh, nice. So, uh, so we should probably
0: head northwest to Tamwood. Tamwood probably has at least an inn. So mm-hmm. we're gonna walk that way. We will, we'll probably have to take an actual dirt nap on the way there.
1: <laughs> um okay. So that was, so that, that's pretty cool. We only have one mushy left. Oh, I still have more facts about this one. This one's oh. pretty interesting. Oh, all right. Yeah. Considering it's also like a whole family. So there is a, a lot of them look very similar. And one of them, the gallerina mushroom, is one of those mushrooms that will kill you instantly if you eat it.
0: Oh, nice. So like Fine. one, two, three dead?
1: Uh, Not quite, but within <laughs> 24 hours.
0: Oh, okay. That's... that's I guess relatively that's pretty instant.
2: <laughs> so there's nothing, like, there's no cure or there's no... Uh, I'm
1: sure that there is. Let's see. Uh, Alpha-amanitin is a cyclic peptide of eight amino acids. It's possibly the most deadly of all the amatotoxins. Oh, so not only is it... Okay. Oh, yeah, this is the amanita toxin. Okay. Uh the Amanita genus has like the destroying angel, the death cap, the fly agaric.
0: Oh, it's that all of
2: the
1: really, really deadly boy. I
0: I do remember that there is there is a mushroom in Elder Scrolls called the fly Amanita. Yep,
2: that's, which is
1: based in the fly agaric, I, yep. I assume. Okay, that's it, the yeah. one with the white spots on the cap that most people think of when they think of like the classic mushroom.
0: Ah, Maria, yes. that's
2: one of my favorite mushrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I just think they're cool. <laughs>
0: Well, they're definitely cool in that they'll kill you.
2: Yeah, but they look nice.
1: (laughs) Ah! Oh? Is there a cure? Few effects are reported within 10 hours. It is not unusual for significant effects to take as long as 24 hours after ingestion to appear. With this delay in symptoms making uh, alpha-amanitin poison even more difficult to diagnose and all the more dangerous. By then, it is far past the time in which stomach pumping would would yield an efficient result. So you don't even notice that there's something wrong until it's too late. Yep. Oh boy. (laughs) The uh, enzyme attacks uh, the RNA in your liver and kidneys.
2: Oh my god!
1: Attacks the oh okay.
2: That's not that's not good. You you those who recover
1: are at risk of permanent liver damage. Casey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want me a little
0: snack of that? Yeah. But no, I was gonna say it looks like the way that you described the uh, the they like they're their golden hued and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This could be a this could be an ibstool. Oh sure, yeah. They're like it's like it comes up to like my my solar plexus <laughs> at least. It's a very big mushroom.
2: It's a big mushroom dress. Just... Is there anything that can tell you what it is? I
0: can't tell. It's, it's literally just that dressing. It's like, I can't. I see. You, can, you cannot interact with it. You, can, you can't. It, does, it doesn't even have collision. You walk right through
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. fall sure is a game. It sure is. <laughs> Some species of this genus are bioluminescent. Ooh. And since they infest trees, they can lead to a phenomenon called foxfire, which is where you can see the glowing from the mycelium inside the wood, and it looks like it's on fire from the inside. Mm, that's pretty cool yeah it's really cool and uh, this family of fungus is the leading cause of white rot in plants which is pretty much like a death sentence for a tree Ah. so not very friendly these guys no but uh, if you really want to take the risk apparently some of them are very tasty um well uh, hmm. (laughs) I do not want to personally
0: delectable tea or deadly poison (laughs) literally (laughs) (laughs) give me mushy or give me death <laughs>
2: i mean but that's that's a big thing for a lot of people like there's that whole cu- the culture around um like when uh puffer fish is served as like a delicacy but it's only edible in certain ways like there's some people who ge- like genuinely if something is dangerous to consume they're like sign me up and a it's thrill. like a yeah it's a thrill mm. seeker situation why can't you just jump
0: jump out of planes like a normal person <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean you can do both there's like there's levels to it that's fair that's fair yeah i would i don't know i'd eat a, a funky mushroom not if i prepared it though i don't yeah
0: think. that's valid okay um so is that anything else about our friend the imp stool Nope. all right
1: so you You're only got on one more. last play it's
0: All the right. final. I can talk mission. about more if need be, though. Oh no, that's fine. We got we got we got, a, we got our little um,
1: our our pocket our pocket segment in the event that we need to fill out time. Oh, hey Jude, this might interest you. Probably in the Canadian prairies, particularly huh? Manitoba. Oh my God, uh, is referred to often as openki, which is Ukrainian, meaning near the stump. Oh my God. Well, hey, that's fun. It's
0: fun. Uh, Jude uh, Jude's uh, ancestry is Ukrainian and other stuff.
2: Uh, All I really know about is the Ukrainian half. um, So there you go. Because I was a sperm bank baby. Um, but no, that is that is really neat.
1: And it's called it's called by the stump. I guess because they eat stumps a lot. Yep.
2: (laughs) Uh huh.
1: Alrighty. So the last one in game. Which it is found in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It's called the uh, Swamp Fungal Pod, which is like really so, weirdly generic <laughs>
2: generic mushroom word. <laughs> mushroom name two.
1: <laughs> mushroom name two. Um, its closest, pretty much exact real life equivalent is uh, a Triplex, aka the Colored Earth Star. Ooh. It is the largest member of the Earth Star family being recorded at sizes as big as nearly five inches in diameter, which is pretty big for these guys. Okay. Um, They are called earth stars due to their shape, which is like a little puffball. And then there is an outer shell that, um, after the mushroom comes up out of the ground, it slowly splits open from the top into like these little pointy petal-looking things. There's usually four to eight pieces. And then it looks like a little star. And they grow on the earth, so earth star. To differentiate them from sea stars, which are animals, I think. And the middle section contains powdery spores like their puffball cousins and is light to medium brown, while the uh, skyward side of the petals are beige and the bottom side is cracked and brown. All right. And they grow on the edges of swamps in the game. In Skyrim, I assume. Yeah, in Skyrim. In real life, they uh, like to grow in hardwood forests, especially in leaf litter. Cool. And they, uh, the collared part of their name comes from this particular subspecies. Um, the little bit that like splits open will sometimes, like the bottom half, will separate from the petals and lift up around the little middle orb, giving it like a little collar. Aw, that's cute. And fun and good to be fashion forward
0: yeah any fun facts
1: about this one uh, aside from what you've told really us already, anything super interesting science that they're the biggest of their genus <laughs> nice that is that
2: boys. is interesting
1: they are big boy we
0: love a big genus um i'm <laughs> <clears throat> sorry jesus but yeah we still have we still have a little bit of time left so we're gonna we're gonna introduce a new segment which is one where we kind of somewhat off the cuff answer a question uh, that we that I, I I or one of the other one of us comes up with bef- beforehand, and this time it was me. Uh-huh. Uh, and the question is, what is a skill that you have developed, like in earlier in life, that is no longer of any interest or use to you? Mm. I will go first since I came up with a thing. Uh, um, my I can sh- I uh, can shoot skeet fairly well. What
2: is What does that mean?
0: Uh, those are okay. So clay discs that are launched oh. out of the machine, and then you shoot them oh, with a shotgun. the clay those things. Yes, clay pigeons. Yes. So you shoot; they shoot up in the air. Like skeet, there's 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 actually uh, multiple different types of sport that you can do with uh, clay pigeons. One of them is just called clay pigeons. It's like a golf course where they have it. There's like different things set up. There's one where it has the clay thing, the clay thing roll along the ground and jump up, and that's one called that one's called the rabbit because mm-hmm. it's like you're shooting a rabbit. Um, but then there's Skeet, which is basically, it's just, the, the machines are coming, are two towers on either side of a semicircle of um, stations, and then you just, like, the, the shooter stands at each one of those stations and tries to shoot two clay pigeons that were launched into the air from that particular angle, and they go around the whole thing. And you can compete, and whoever has the best score wins at the end.
2: Did you ever compete?
0: Uh, no, not not seriously. I just it was it was uh my, my dad's attempt at recreation with his with his son who had no interest in it. it. I had no interest in it to 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 begin with and I maintained no interest with it throughout. Uh <laughs> but I was I, I was I was held hostage so you know.
2: Were you good
0: at it? Uh no, not especially, but I could do it and I could I got to the point where I sh- I hit them about as often as I missed them. Well, that's something. Mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and now that I don't have to, I never will again.
2: Yeah, which is fair. How
0: about either of you?
1: Uh, Okay, mine is going to be, I don't know, kind of convoluted. Okay. So, uh, for context, I hate things like rollerblading and ice skating. Okay, so oh, okay. I would never want to become a hockey player. But uh, in the U.S. public school system, we do this fun thing where you play hockey, but inside with a little plastic puck. Floor hockey. Plastic sticks, and he slide it around on the floor instead. And it's mm-hmm. floor hockey. Uh, and I absolutely kicked ass at it. Nice. Nice. Good job.
2: Um, <laughs> That's fun.
1: It's like tag, like tag football. For was like ball. the only fun thing about <laughs> PE is me, like, scaring the crap out of all the other kids. And you, it's the only thing I was good at. And you didn't have to wear, like, rollerblades or anything. You were just running nope, around. just running around. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, because floor, like, floor and ball hockey is, like, that's an actual thing um
1: i see i didn't know that you used to play hockey
2: yeah i played i played ice hockey um yeah okay (laughs) it's not so it's not a requirement as a canadian like you get drafted into a hockey league um no like i played ringette and hockey voluntarily as a youth but floor hockey and field hockey also are like very popular um games as well I'm trying to think of what mm-hmm. what my what my thing is. I guess, hmm, because sport sports stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I I guess one sport that I probably wouldn't go back to is rugby. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, however, it is it is too much running for me now. um Rug-
0: I've seen American football get compared to rugby by people who are unfamiliar with American football mm-hmm.
2: um, it is so it's it's quite it's quite sim- similar but it's also very different the rules are actually a lot more complicated because um, the rules of uh, passing and possession are much more complicated there's a lot more handling of other people um, and because I had very strong thighs and butt muscles um very often i was one of the people to hoist someone up to try and intercept a pass um that's a thing like when when a ball gets thrown back into play you try and intercept it by like lifting a person up um Uh, like physically
0: grabbing someone and and holding them yes
2: like two two of us would grab the person by their by their hips and lift them and and that and yeah
1: Oh, you got attacked right out the
0: indoor. Really I did, did get attacked right out the indoor, and I kinda... died and lost like less twenty minutes of progress. Is so that a bat? It was a it was a dragonling.
2: That's okay. So that's good. Not...
0: The good news is I still have a room at this end, so I can just walk back <laughs> right in <there> and sleep <laughs> nice. more. And so, as we all know, sleeping heals all wounds.
2: Yes, it heals most wounds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bro- broken leg. Sleep. You'll be fine. I feel like can sleep long enough between
2: <laughs> between like rugby and volleyball. Those are kind of the sports that I'm like, yeah, I, I gained a lot of uh, experience doing them. Would, will I ever use those skills again? Probably not. Yeah. Also karate. I, I don't know if I'd ever go back to karate.
0: Mm. Uh, I've recently learned the Welsh word for rugby. Because is... I think it's a Welsh sport.
2: It's, a, it's rugby. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It's not. It's, yeah. <laughs>
2: Have you learned how to pronounce that one town in Wales yet?
0: Oh, um, I can pronounce it, but I cannot recall it from memory. Oh, well.
2: Then what's the <laughs> That's point? A
0: good, That'll be a good way to end uh, end off the, the. Wait, hang on. There's a temple here. The temple to who? It's probably not a good idea for me to go into temples. There's some sprites that are questionable for Twitch. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. But anyway, thank you. Uh, that that'll be the end of the podcast for us. Yeah, uh, we have made it to Tamwood uh it's taken us about a day and we're we made we made some decent progress we're continuing on to meet the our contact uh at Knights tower hill uh thank you all for watching or for listening depending on where you are we are now officially a podcast we are on spotify and anchor.fm yeah. working on a couple other platforms as well like apple podcasts and google podcasts uh, you know stay stay tuned mm-hmm. um and we uh today was a bit later than usual for us. We usually we start we stream in the mornings and today we did it in the evening. So
2: which I didn't uh, I didn't hate honestly. I don't mind. No. I don't mind being slightly more alert. I just
0: usually I just usually work during this time, yeah. uh, but today I chose not to. Yeah. So
2: um uh, I guess just as another light housekeeping note um for whoever hears this, but like we are we are also taking um advertisement requests and uh that kind of thing i mm-hmm. guess part partnerships however however that yes. may look
0: we have a, we have a business email now
2: we do uh which is what is it uh, it's good
0: grief pod at gmail.com
2: yeah and it's grief mm-hmm. like g-r-e-f yeah uh, yes. so send us. I, I would
0: think anyone i would think that anyone typing it in has at least watched or heard it and can see it on maybe the-
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but send your uh, your formal your formal inquiries and or complaints to that email address, um, and one of us will will deal with them promptly. And I'm hoping at least by the time this episode airs that we will have a Patreon up and yes. up and running as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: again, thank you for listening, and thank you Kel for being our first guest on the podcast. It is yeah. my honor
1: you guys let me in off about mushrooms for half an hour <laughs> of course we
0: could probably go for longer but yeah no. <laughs> uh,
2: how would uh, but, you rate your guest experience on a scale of one to ten mushrooms uh
1: definitely 10 out of 10
2: your ca- your call may
1: be monitored for
2: quality
0: assurance purposes <laughs> um okay uh well, thank you all for uh let's see is there anything else we gotta do we got oh, we got plug we can watch us live usually thursday mornings on, on uh twitch.tv slash Kill. That's where we stream it live before I play a video game every, day, every Thursday. Um, and then you can follow Jude on TikTok and Instagram.
2: Yeah, TikTok and Instagram, uh, misgender or misgender underscore WPG, respectively. And if you're in Winnipeg, come to my all ABBA show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you should... Do, next episode, we should do something about ABBA. Well, I... Okay, I, my plan for if we didn't have Kel for this week, I was going to talk about the Mamma Mia musical and movie. All right, well,
0: I know what's happening next week. No,
2: you don't, because now I'm not okay. going to do it next week.
0: Oh, no, Well it'll happen some week. It will
2: happen someday, way. and okay. but I gotta, I gotta sneak it up on you. I have to lull mm-hmm. you back into a sense of non-ABA security. Gotcha,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Alright, well thank you all again for spending some time with us on this journey, and as always, may the road rise up to meet you.
2: Bye!